Spirit of God is saying, when we're, we're going to deal with this spirit, this spirit of harlotry, this spirit of sexual immorality, and these are the churches that, are, that needed to be corrected in this area and admonished, it's like the Lord comes with his strength and his power, with eyes like a flame of fire and feet like burnished bronze, and a sword that is sharp, because it's going to divide and cut, and it's going to burn that spirit out. And he comes that way to us to deal with that spirit. To me, it's a sign of how we have to deal with the spirit. We can't tiptoe around it. We can't try to, you know, oh. No, we're going we're gonna to go right straight for it. We're going to talk about it plainly. We're going to expose the works of darkness. We're going to talk about the sewer pipe from hell that's perched over a generation. I read this promise to the church of Thyatira, man, I read this thing, I thought, it was, it's so cool. Let me just read it, I want you to get a picture of it. This is the Son of God who has flame, eyes like a flame of fire. I know your deeds. Listen to the qualifications of this church. This church is doing great things. This isn't some church that's doing horrible. Just listen to this. I know your deeds, I know your love, I know your faith and service and perseverance. Man, I'd love to have that, that's great. Let's take that. And... That your deeds of late are greater than at first. You're, there's increase and momentum going on. But I have this against you. You tolerate the woman Jezebel who calls herself a prophetess. She teaches, she teaches and leads my bondservants astray so they commit acts of immorality. Sexual immorality. Weird, huh? Wait, these are church people. Wait, excuse me, you must have something wrong here. Something wrong here. There's something wrong here. How can someone come to church and worship and do worship and, and, and then go out, go right out and just do acts of immorality? I mean, what do you mean? That young couple, they come, they come to church every week. They come, to, come every week to church. I mean, what do you mean they're having like relations when they're not at church? What, what do you mean? What do you mean? Do you see that's, that's possible? that it needs to be addressed, that, that we, need to, we need to be direct about that because we care about a generation. Says so I gave her, she, she, they, 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 they commit acts of immorality and, and eat things sacrificed idol. I gave her time to repent, but she doesn't want to repent of her immorality. I'll throw her on a bed of sickness and those who commit adultery with her in the great tribulation. Man, it makes you think about what Pat, Brother Bob was saying about our nation. We mentioned the other day that the two, two conditions in every nation under judgment, every, every nation that's decaying, they've studied different civilizations, they have different elements that are, in, that, 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 different uh, things going on in those nations that contribute to their downfall. But always there are two, the loss of respect for life and increasing sexual immorality that, that begin to initiate a judgment of God. I gave her time to repent. She didn't want to repent. I'll throw her on a bed of sickness. You think about the AIDS thing and the, the disease and sexually transmitted diseases, the multiplication of those things through this ravaging of the worship of the sex god. I mean, it was like three of them in 1960. They're like 40 now or something. 25, I guess, and three and incurable. And you think, I got the cure for AIDS. Did you know that? God spoke to me. He did. It's a special revelation. You live what the word says about sexuality. 
and in one generation, AIDS ends. <laughs> one generation, it's over. One generation, God reverses that curse. Because we say, Lord, you're a loving heavenly father that has put your loving boundary around the gift of sexuality because you know us better than we know ourselves and don't want us to be destroyed. You're not a cosmic killjoy that loves to withhold good things from people. You're a loving father. And we want to enjoy your gift in your context with your blessing. And that's why married Christian couples have the highest level of sexual satisfaction of all people on the face of the earth. Married Christian couples. God's gift in his context with his blessing. Whoa. Whoa. Okay, let me talk about the mission part. This is so cool. It says, I will kill, it says, unless they repent, I will kill her children with pestilence. Just think of the whole abortion holocaust in our nation and the suicide of young people. In verse 26, it just says this, he who overcomes and he who keeps my deeds until the end, to him I will give authority over the nations. This is the only place authority over the nations is promised. It's that word for authority. It's power. It's the sense of ability or privilege. It's force, capacity. It's a delegated influence, an authority or a jurisdiction up to, to, to bring liberty, power, right, and strength. I mean, that's what we're called to do. We're, we're called to go to the nations of the earth. Delegated authority to release a godly jurisdiction into the nations of the earth. That's, our, that's what we're called to do. I might thank God if we, if we will, and he that overcomes, overcomes what? Overcomes this spirit. Overcomes this Jezebel spirit. Overcomes this, I'm sure he's talking about perseverance, but they already had perseverance. He that overcomes, he that rules over this spirit, he that gets the revelation of this spirit, resists it, sees it cast down in the middle of the church, then we're qualified to export it to the nations of the earth. Have you seen the nations of the earth? Have you seen the little girls in every nation of the earth? The demonic hatred for women in every earth, the sexualization of women in every earth, it looks different in every place, but it's a demonic assault. It's the spirit of harlotry. Since he did overcomes this spirit, I'll, I'll give him authority over the nations. That's what we're to run to the nations with. Sometimes I wonder what we're going in the missions. Why, what are we taking to the nations? You know what I would preach in the nations? I'd preach probably two things besides the message of salvation. I would preach the breaking of the dividing wall so we could break that spirit of, of genocide. So when that spirit of genocide wants to visit the church, the church says we are brothers and sisters first. We're not tribes first. We're not nations first. I'd preach that in every place. And then I'd preach, husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. I would preach that, that blueprint for sexuality and proper marital relations, man. Because that's the heartache of the nations. That's where the brokenness lies. That's where the destruction lies. I thought, God, you promised to give us authority over the nations. I get so excited about that. That's where I want to see Africa saved from the waist down. I want to see the Pacific Islands saved from the waist down. And yeah, I want to see Europe saved from the waist down. And yeah, I want to see our nation saved from the waist down. I'm waiting for the power of the gospel of Christ to begin to come into our spirits, to begin to make an effect on how we live in terms of our sexuality. 
Certainly the power of the gospel has to be able to touch us in this area and reign by God's grace over us in this way. And then we're free from the consequences and the devastation. I mean, do you love that? I mean, I get so excited when I see that. Authority over the nations. That's what they have. What are we going to take to them? That's what they have to have. Last thing I want to do is just talk about Jezebel when she got cast down. You know, in that spirit of Jezebel, we saw it, you know, after a, uh, Elijah, uh, Elijah had the victory at Mount Carmel, what happened? The spirit of Jezebel came and woofed him, got him afraid, and he got him so messed up in his mind. Remember he said, I alone, I alone. I just want to mention this about the spirit of Jezebel and the, and the spirit that separates you from authority. Because I, I mean, I, we always say I alone like he went, but, you know, there's a sense of a separation and that spirit will, will make you, you'll be saying, I alone. I'm the only one. I alone. There's, it, it'll separate you. I've, fe- I've felt it work against me in my own spirit. When that's, it's a spirit against authority, and it's one of the things that spirit does. It's not necessarily, you say, well, it's not really linked to sexual immorality. It's part of it. It's one of its assignments. And, you, you know, and that prophet was saying, the prophet who had great victory said, I alone. I alone. I alone am left. I am the only one. I'm going to go eat worms and die, basically is what he said. So if, if there's a spirit after you, you know, I, I would, it's going to, it wants to isolate you and marginalize you and separate you. And that's one of the works of this spirit is to separate you. It's the spirit. And it's a counterattack after victory. The other thing that spirit of Jezebel does, remember in 1 Kings 21 where Ahab wanted to have Naboth's vineyard. Remember Naboth's vineyard? And he came to him and he said, look it, I want your inheritance. I'll, I'll give you something else. I'll trade. And this Naboth said, wait a minute, this is my father's and my father's father's. It's something that my parents gave me and my grandparents and it's been in our family line and I'm dreaming, dreaming about giving it to my children. I can't give you my inheritance. I can't just give that away. It's not for sale. You hearing me? Are you getting this? There's an inheritance. There's future generations at stake here. And that spirit of harlotry and that spirit of Jezebel is going to come. It'll kill somebody for that vineyard. It put a hit on Naboth to take that away from him. He said, I'm not for sale. I'm not giving, I'm not giving up the inheritance that my father, fathers gave me. My spiritual inheritance, that spirit of Jezebel will do that to a whole generation of sons and daughters if it can worm its way into their marriages and worm its way into their identity. That demonic spirit of Jezebel. You're gonna, you'll see it here, the last part of it here. The removal of inheritance. It'll cut off the next generation from all God has for life and family, marriage, The lies of Jezebel will lie to a generation. It's the sewer pipe. It'll lie about intimacy. It will lie about identity. It will lie about protection. These are some of the lies coming out of the garden from the serpent into Eve's ear. This is the lies over a generation of, you know, especially this lie of intimacy. I mean, we've, we've relig- one, of the li- one of the greatest lies is that sexuality is intimacy. When really, sexu- that, that true intimacy is spiritual oneness, soul friendship oneness, and then physical oneness. 
We have a generation of young men that have bought that lie and a, and a generation of young women that have bought that lie, and they are looking to, to get something in the sexual experience that can't be delivered in the sexual experience. And men look everywhere. They're on the prowl. Like we said the other day, they think they have to have the girl that's read the July issue of Cosmo that knows all the new little sex tricks so they can be happy in their life. Because they've made sexuality everything. And men, we're made for intimacy, but intimacy is spiritual oneness, soul friendship oneness, and physical oneness. The mafia guys in Russia with two hookers on each arm are having sex with a woman that would like to claw their eyes out. And I'm telling you, that ain't intimacy. They're just having sex with some lady. And we're designed for intimacy. It's one of the lies of Jezebel about the gift of sexuality. Okay, let me just talk about her destruction. This is how we're going to end it tonight. I love it. I love it when, remember when... uh, Elijah was, or Elijah was depressed and he was in the cave and he was saying, I alone, I alone. And, and then the, the Lord told him to get up. And it's so interesting. You know, when the older generation gets a little discouraged, you know what God's remedy was for, for Elijah, Elijah was to get up and anoint the next generation. He said, get up and go anoint these other guys. One of them was Jehu, the guy that was going to take out the very lady that was harassing him. That spirit, that spirit of Jezebel. The, the remedy of God for a generation that has labored and labored and finds themselves in a cave wondering what happened to their dreams is to get out of that cave and go lay hands on another generation and say, you're going to take the one out that's been harassing me. You're going to take the one out that's been destroying a generation. Come on, Jehu, get up and go. Come on, Jehu, it's time. And he got up and he rode the chariot, man. Let's see if we can find the scripture here. We're just going to finish this thing up. Second Kings 9. You can look at this. I love this, man. This is so, oh, I love this. Second Kings 9. The downfall of Jezebel. That spirit. Second Kings 9. So Jehu's riding, man. He's rolling in the chariot. Isn't it interesting? They encountered him at the place where that other thing happened, where they killed the man, Naboth. That's where he encountered him, the Jehu spirit, right at the scene of the crime, so to speak. And Joram saw Jehu, and he said, Is it peace, Jehu? And he answered, What peace so long as the harlotries of your mother Jezebel and her witchcrafts are so many. See, there's a spirit of peace that wants to make peace with this. We, we got to say there's no peace with this spirit. We're done with it. And here's what I wrote down. I said, peace. How can there be peace when he said the harlotries of your mother, the spirit of harlotry. Look what the spirit of harlotry that's been stamped on a generation of daughters and sons. Look at the havoc it has ruined, wrecked. And, he, and this, this, it's like he would say this today. He would say, what do you mean, how can there be peace with a divorce rate and the broken families? How can there be peace when there's sexually transmitted diseases? There's daughters that have these diseases and sons. How can there be peace when there's a loss of purity and memories that torment a generation? How can there be peace when young men are bound by lust? 
for the spirit of harlotry. How can there be peace when there's children dead from abortion? 50 million abortion in the morning after pill. How can there be peace when there's molestation of a generation of young women that causes them to hate God's gift of sexuality and reject their own femininity? How can there be peace when a generation of young women live with a shame and a torment that says to them, if any young man ever finds out what you've done, they're gonna run so far and so fast from you to put a spirit of hopelessness in them that says, what's the use? Just go live like hell some more. How can there be peace when the spirit of harlotry has done that to a generation? God wants to put a Jehu spirit on a church. It's gonna go after that spirit. It's gonna seek her out. We're gonna go, we're gonna go after that. We're not gonna just let her sit there and release a demonic spirit of influence. We're going into the promised land with eyes wide open. We're gonna uproot, overthrow, cast down, destroy. We're called to cast down the high places of the sex god. Look, girls, there's some, look, there's some girls right there who didn't get very many hugs from their dad. You know what I was doing? I was dismantling the spirit of harlotry in front of my four and six-year-old daughters. I was a warrior. Hug training. Molly, they're out there. They're out there, Molly. A hug a day keeps a bad boy away, Molly. I'm dismantling. imprint on a little girl who never got very many hugs from her dad. She just wants to be loved. And she's believed the lie that if I do things, I really... Crazy, this is what the spirit of seduction does. Because this is how the spirit of seduction, seduction deals with everything. She thinks the way I deal with everything in my life is through my charm and my seduction and my externals. It's my answer. It's who I am. It's how I do my life. It's not their fault. It's a demonic imprint on a little girl who never got very many hugs from her dad. She just wants to be loved. And she's believed the lie that if I do things I really don't want to do and become someone I really don't want to be. Because this is how the spirit of seduction, seduction deals with everything. She thinks the way I deal with everything in my life is through my charm and my seduction and my externals. It's my answer. It's who I am. It's how I do my life. It's not their fault. It's a demonic imprint on a little girl who never got very many hugs from her dad. She just wants to be loved. And she's believed the lie that if I do things I really don't want to do and become someone I really don't want to be, I will get the relationship or the love I know I want to have. They were lied to like Eve was lied to. The serpent deceived me and I ate. And we want to rescue. We're going to rescue a generation of daughters. We're going to break that demonic oppression. He came and sought out that spirit. What did she do? As soon as he came, you'd think she would be shaking in her boots. She paints her eyes and adorned her head and then looked out the window. Can you believe that? The, her executioner is coming and she's going to try to give her one more little, hey, Jehu, you don't want to take me out, do you? Hey, Jehu, come on over. No one's home at my mom's house today. One last death throw, one last attempt. And guys, either we're gonna get taken out 
but we're going to take out. That's the story of Josiah. Josiah was a 20-something when he began to tear the high places down. And there's a 20-something generation that's either going to get, either they're going to be worshiping the false gods, the sex gods of the culture, or they're going to be tearing the high places down themselves at 20 years old. The 20-something generation. Either you're getting taken out, and you can, you, can, you can see it. It's black or white. There's no gray here. You see it on the college campuses. You see it on the streets. There's no gray. Either you're worshiping at this false idol, or you're tearing down this high place with your purity and your restored innocence in God. I love this last part now. Here he is. She adorns and she looks, is Jehu, is, is that you, Zimri, your master's murderer? And he lifted up his face to the window and said, who is on my side? Who? We're gonna cast her down. We're casting down the Jezebel. We're casting down that spirit of harlotry. We're casting her down. Who is on my side? Who is on my side? She's coming down. We're bringing her down. We're exposing her. She's coming down. Who's on my side? That's what the Lord's saying tonight to you. It's a call to every man. It's a call to daughters. It's going to take violence to throw her down. She will not be thrown down easily. The stronghold will not come down without a spirit of violence. Both churches facing immorality are confronted by a description of Jesus possessing a violence the two-edged sword and eyes like a flame of fire. Who is on my side? Those three men were up there. Three officials looked down at him and he said, throw her down. And they threw her down. And they went to bury her, verse 35, and they found nothing more than her skull and the feet of the palms of her hand. Therefore they returned and told him and said, this is the word of the Lord, which he spoke by the servant Elijah the Tishbite, saying, the property of Jezreel, the dog shall eat, the, in the property of Jezreel, the dog shall eat the flesh of Jezreel, and the corpse of Jezebel will be dung on the face of the earth in the property of Jezreel. So they can't say this is Jezebel. The Lord spoke to me as soon as I read it. He said, I want to, I want to do something to this spirit that has been responsible for removing the identity of generations of daughters. I want to, I'm going to do something with her because this is how I work. This spirit that has labored to remove identity from a generation, original design identity, will be relegated to having no identity herself. In other words, we're going to eradicate her presence and her identity from the face of the earth so she won't even be recognizable anymore. Yeah. You know what that means? The daughters don't have that spirit on them. She's so, she's so cast down. She's so cast down that you can't identify her anymore. You know where we identify her now? We see it. We see it in the hearts of our daughters. We see it on the faces of our daughters. But we're going to see her cast down so See her cast down so profoundly that her identity cannot be found anymore. Where is it? I don't see it anywhere. Oh, look at the beautiful daughters. They're beautiful. There's nothing of that spirit on them because it's been cast down. It's been so thoroughly destroyed by the love of fathers, by hug training, by the revelation 
by the true identity, the original design they're walking in. We don't see it anymore. It's been cast down. It's gone. That's the dream, I'm telling you. Who's on my side? Who's on my side? Who? Cast her down. I want us to end that way. I want us to cast her down. I know we're responding every night, but every night there's a different revelation and a different angle on the revelation, and there's a need for a different response every night. Who is on my side? That's what the Lord's saying, because he's casting down this spirit. He's exposing this spirit. He's, he's, he is raising up leaders that say, I am not going to gather young people in, in burns and in gatherings and not speak to them about this spirit. We are going to speak about this spirit and we are going to unmask her and we're going to throw her down. So every daughter in the kingdom of God, there's not a trace of this spirit. They can't find her because the dogs, she's been eaten up. There's only her skull and her hands and her feet left. There's nothing of her sexuality left. There's not any part of that internal part in between. It was just the other stuff. You can't identify her. She can't be identified anywhere. That's the dream I have, that I could go in the nations of the earth and I wouldn't see that spirit. Or everywhere that spirit is, when the spirit of God comes, it erases and eradicates that old identity, that thing. Because it's been cast down by a church that understands that she can go into the nations of the earth without authority because she's done her homework right here. We aren't going to export nothing to the nations of the earth unless we get that victory. And tonight we're casting her down. Who is on my side? Cast her down. Man, we cast her down. We say, I'm casting her down. Throwing her down. That spirit of harlotry, I'm not going to let have access to me. I'm going to run from the beehive in the vacant lot. No hornet's nest has fallen on my head. I'm fleeing. How many men are going to flee? When you run, you are casting her down. And daughters, when you get up every morning and say, Lord, I want to offer my beauty to you and my power to attract my sexual beauty as a holy offering to you. It's one of the most sacred and holy things you could ever give God. Father, I'll never use this to try to fill the empty places of my heart. And Lord, if I have empty places in my heart, I confess them to you tonight. And Lord, if you'll fill the empty places of my heart with your love and your presence, then I will never take this again and use it for myself. I want to make a holy offering of my power to attract and my sexual beauty. I want to make a holy offering. Do you know that our daughters can do that in such simplicity and beauty? They don't have to flex their muscles into Amazon, spiritual Amazon women binding and loosing and no, they can, in the, in the, in the, in the presence of, their, of, of who they are, like a polished corner pillar, they just are reflecting the glory of God. They just come and say, here, Lord, here's my beauty again today. And they are fighting and warring against hell when they do that. When you submit that to God and say, God, I'm trusting you with you, my future. I'm trusting you with my future. I don't need to attract anyone to me by my sexuality. And I want to honor my brothers and you. I offer you the power to attract.
It's a war. You're throwing her down. Let's cast her down. Well, you know, there's no magic thing to do a response, but, you know, when God speaks to you with revelation, you respond, it's like real, you know. So you, I, I, I can't manufacture, I can't ask you to manufacture anything, but I can ask you to respond to God. Change you forever. We have men in schools, young men in schools, and we teach for three or four days, and the daughters hear stuff for days and days, and finally they're safe enough to begin to open up their hearts to all, this, all the horror of what they've lived through. We've had daughters lay on the floor and weep for two hours, weeping through their healing. And the young men stand in that room and listen. They listen to what, what happens when a daughter is touched in the wrong way for the wrong reason. And it changes their manhood. It's like a gift from heaven. Although there's a fraternity of men on earth that have gotten to hear that. It's not very big. But that's part of where I'm going. I have different men come with me to the schools and they, they experience it. They watch it. They listen to the daughters weep and wail. And it changes their battle for purity overnight. And it's a gift from heaven. This is an invitation, man. It's not a condemnation. Who is on my side? Who wants to roll in this thing? Can we just consecrate ourselves? I want the men and the women both just to, daughters, you kind of do it in a different way, but you come with that holy offering of your beauty. Or you come saying, Lord, I want my original design. We did that last night. Sometimes you need to go to the altar 20 times in a row and keep saying, you showed me another layer of my heart, Lord, as a woman. I'm yielding that to you again tonight. I want the original design. I do not want to walk in the spirit of harlotry. And maybe 95% of you is doing great, but it's that little part, those little moments you just, can I just help God a little bit with my future? Just a little bit of belly button showing? That won't hurt, will it? How about just appropriate Christian seduction? <laughs> now let's be ruthless about it. The spirit of harlotry and even that little showing of a little bit of belly button is responsible for the death of 50 million children in our, our nation and untold broken families who wants to align themselves with that spirit. It's what the spirit of harlotry is mixed up in. Can we forsake it and make an offering to God? Why don't we just respond to God tonight? Just believe God will just, he'll just honor a response tonight. I know what it looks like when people respond. I just don't. Who is on my side? That's what the Lord's saying. And the spirit of Jehu that is the Lord is saying, who is on my side? We're not going to leave this thing unconfronted. Every one of us can confront it. Imagine if every man in this room began to think this way and every mall he was at, every time he saw a broken daughter, instead of gazing at her up and down her body, he said, there's a daughter who didn't get very many hugs from her dad. She's wounded and broken and dying inside. You know, when Rahab, I've been thinking about Rahab. She was the one that took the spies in. How did she get changed? I imagine the men might have met her outside the city. They had a strategy to go into the city. They met the prostitute, followed her into her house. 
And she's thinking there's just a couple more customers, you know? And then she encounters these men who are completely different. They are completely different than all the men in that city. And something happens to her. The presence of God through the purity of these men who do not use her like she's been used a thousand times before. She encounters some men that are different and something, a chain reaction begins to happen in her. And she gets a revelation of her identity for the first time in her life where she aligns herself with Israel. She aligns herself with God's people. And then God spares her and her whole family because she's converted at the risk of her life because the secret police knew those men had come to that place. And then she lied to them at the risk of her life to hide them on the roof. Secret police that knew those men went to her house. She risked everything. And God touched her with that spirit of those men. I, I, I've been asking, Lord, how could, what happened? She encountered some men who had thrown down the spirit of harlotry in their own hearts and were walking in Hebrew purity. And her encounter with those men altered her life. She became the mama of a man named Boaz that loved a little girl named Ruth with great honor that gave birth to an Obed and then a Jesse and then a David that was the line of Jesus. A great, great, great grandma hooker changed by some righteous men who had torn down the spirit of harlotry. Who was on my side? Throw her down. You have no idea when you walk into a house or a place and you have a different spirit on you. If you don't have it, get up here and begin to ask God to give you that spirit. If you're struggling with that spirit of harlotry, get here in the presence of some men in the spirit of God and see if God will... You have to be desperate. It's going to take some violence. You can't just sit back and say, I want God to visit me. Yeah, I'm kind of struggling with stuff. No, run up here and throw her down. It's going to take violence. And we're going to see her come down. The first step into victory, listen to me, the first step to victory is stepping out of darkness into light. Daughters, it's the same thing. It's going to take violence. I'm sick of this. I'm sick of this. I'm sick of this. I want my identity. I am going to be a daughter. Lord, have mercy on me. Change me. If you don't change my heart, Lord, it's okay. God's going to honor that. Can we respond to God? Let's respond to God tonight.